Hello and welcome to the Multiversity Manga Club for the month of February. I mean, we're a little bit into March, but things happen. Can't complain. It's free. Um, as always, I am one of your hosts, Walter, and am joined by Zach and Emily. Hey. Hey, guys. <laughs> um, how's it going? Uh, well, Walter, as you know, as you know very well, we are moving. We are. <laughs> we are in the process of uh, moving to a new place. And uh, this is kind of a thing that's been happening since the end of January, I want to say. And uh, we're like a week we're, we're, we can some change away from actually packing up everything and going to our new place. So right now we're recording surrounded by boxes. Yeah. It's a bit of a mess in here. Uh, but like I said, uh, Friday, uh, next Friday, not this coming, uh, we will be pretty much spending the whole day moving like all our furniture to our new place, which isn't that far away, but it's going to be, Moving always. Sucks. Yeah, it's going to be like at Moving least somewhat of a nightmare. Suck. Yeah. Yeah. So, not How about with you, Zach. Yeah. Um, I am good. You know, I am luckily on the other end of where you guys are now. We have like mostly a big settling. Move. Yeah, most <laughs> we're in the settling phase. Um, and and it's been good. Um, still coming down from my Kingdom Hearts high, but um, <laughs> we'll catch up with you eventually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm almost there. I'm, I'm not. pretty far. <laughs> yeah, we played too much Final Fantasy fourteen too. Yeah. So. Uh, so I did try that, you know, um, and I did see I a don't cat know. boy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, my cat boy. <laughs> um. Uh, no. I, 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 I feel like the, it probably has a pretty steep curve. I, I only gave it that like one try. I, I might get back to it another time. It, um, certainly. Yeah, it does have it does have quite a curve going into it. I will say it. You kind of have to make a commitment for a while, and like mm -hmm. it, I would say like you don't even really have to like you don't have to play it for hours on end, but you do kind of have to play it for a while before you're like yeah this is my game kind of thing where you kind of get into the flow of it because it's a while before you get into like um instance content where you're fighting or where you're playing with other people mm -hmm. um and that's kind of like the whole point of playing an mmo so right yeah i get and it and then if you don't have like much mmo experience you first got like the hurdle like getting used I, to yeah the whole... i have none other right. than like playing like five hours of wow in college one time right um yeah. And, <laughs> right. And, and like, you know, the opposite case, if you did have MMO experience, then it's different in that it's like very gated by story and such. So yeah, it's, it's difficult for anybody getting into it the first time, whether or not you have experience with MMOs, yeah. I feel. Not that it's well, a particularly it, hard game. Yeah. I, I also made a soft uh, goal to play through all of the numbered Final Fantasy games. I don't know if you saw wow. that. Um that is, that's a commitment. So you'll have to play it. I will have yeah. to play it eventually. One. I know. You'll also I, have to play 11. I, I, Still I, technically supported. I realize <laughs> that. Yeah, I've thought about those things. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, Most but, of yeah. the Final fan. yeah. Most of the Final Fantasies are good, I would say. Uh -huh. They're worth playing. I, I haven't I've, played. I've played pretty much all of them, but I've only beaten a handful, like, 
less than five, yeah. I think. I'm, I'm similar to that, too. I've, I've, like, gotten a few hours into a lot of them, but ten is the only one I have beaten and might be the only one I've put any substantial time into. Not counting 14. Not I've, counting 14, yeah. I have put substantial time into that. I've beat it. Done. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Uh, I've beat, like, five of them uh, over, like, I want to say almost 20 years now. But uh, I kind of fell out of it for a while um, because I never got into 13. And then that was kind of a long period of them just releasing 13 spinoffs so mm-hmm. yeah i didn't really get back into it until uh and zach loves all of them <laughs> I, well, oh, you so do? I, i've 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 actually only played i've played like 75 percent of 13 i haven't played any of the hmm. sequels but i did pick them all up when they went backwards compatible recently oh, yeah for really yeah. cheap and so <laughs> i i'm that that's been part of the the kind of like gestating idea to yeah the to get into this to do this um also all the comics that vince reads um (laughs) you've you've got to find some other like gimmick of like yeah exactly you're gonna read all detective comics i'm gonna play all final fantasy i gotta i gotta think of something too i'll think of something particularly stupid to do um not that that's stupid um look, look forward to our final fantasy podcast um Coming after our Kingdom Hearts yeah, re- uh, run through, a recurring bit about uh, this being Multiverse's preeminent gaming podcast, and then our just general JRPG discussion, where we uh, increase the size of our brains by talking about stuff like Persona. Absolutely, yeah. but unfortunately, this month <laughs> we are here to talk about Akuman. Akuman is a manga by Sugumi Oba and Takeshi Obata. Um, if you have not heard of Bakuman itself, I'm sure you've heard of one of their other works, Death Note. It's the same team who brought you that. Uh, this is a bit after they finished Death Note. Um, but still technically a shonen series, um, but of a decidedly different character. Uh, Bakuman follows these two young guys. And when I say young, I mean like high school. 14, I mean, 15 of what we read that's how old they were um as they attempt to become successful manga creators um a writer artist duo so it's certainly uh not as high stakes as death note mm, yeah not so far <laughs> um, someone has died someone has that died. was that was in the past a little different right um I don't know. Those real life stakes are. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> so, I guess to start off, I know something that Emily and I have talked a lot about, and I think that you know I saw you Zach liking some of my tweets, so I think you know what I'm going to bring up um, <laughs> is that boy that first volume is front loaded with some sexism it's bad it's really bad it's um (laughs) i mean yeah it's uh it's kind of hard to ignore um yeah it uh i had a friend uh joe hunter cool guy check out his twitter does a lot of uh great illustration uh some of which for multiversity comics anyway uh, Joe, you know, I po- I posted one of these pages, 
or two of them from that first volume that were particularly yikes. And he was like, yep, that's where I stopped reading Bakuman. <laughs> um, and I totally get that. Yeah. Yeah, I get that too. Um, I didn't feel like I wanted to stop reading, mostly because I I was kind of actually kind of interested to see like if they would walk, not walk it back, but so try to do something with it. But that was very off putting. I mean, I think the worst, the worst was the one you posted, Walter, that you're talking about of he, he Walter's talking about a um, image he posted to Twitter, uh, which is kind of a important scene, an important scene in uh, Mashiro, one of the, uh, one of the main characters uh, telling. Well, it actually, I'd actually like to start oh. off with the other. Sorry. So oh, okay. early, early on, you've got this scene of the two of them, um, your writer and your artist, uh, Mashiro and Takagi, uh, Takagi uh, them talking in class and they're kind of like assessing the girls in class, you know? They're kind of like saying yes. who's cute and whatnot. And there's like this whole bit about how, um, well, this one girl is smart because, or, or she thinks she's smart, but really she's not like playing to society's expectations. And I forget the name of that girl. Um, yeah, which is unfortunate. Was but, it, is it uh, is it the girl? Is it I- Iwase, the girl who? Yes, one of yes, the two yes. Girls Iwase, who like, Iwase. Yeah, okay. yes. yeah, she's, you know, yeah. She she's like really smart, but she's not actually smart. She's in fact she's dumb because she's not playing to society's like expectations she's or not, whatever. She's not, yeah. And whereas Miho, who is uh, Mashiro's uh, love interest for this series, you know, she's actually smart because she like appears demure and like soft-spoken and that's going to get and, her far yeah and she doesn't get too good of grades so right. that's fine and, um it <laughs> and so with that scene i was kind of like it's like kind of like Ugh. um but i was feeling like okay this is about two high school guys and so maybe it's supposed to be like yeah and and i do think that still the intention was to be a little bit like yeah uh, these there, there. I, 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 I do think that it was partially supposed to make the readers go like, yeah, oh, you know, I think they're, so. They're dumb high schoolers. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, but yes, as you started to bring up, then later on, there's a scene. <laughs> yeah, I jumped the gun a bit. Where, you know, when the main character Mashiro decides to, he's going to do manga, and his mom's like, no way, I'm going to talk to your dad, and he's going to say no way too. Um, then later she comes in and she's like, he said, yes, you know, um, what is the exact wording? It's, it said that, um, women have, or men have dreams that women can never understand. Something like that. And she's kind of framed as like looking down and sad. Like, she's like, yeah, I'm just your, I'm just your mom. I don't get it. Right. That was a bit hard to and swallow. That, ha- that hasn't been revisited at all. Yeah. Like, I, I, I get, like, I feel like it's sort of like the first time I can be like, okay, again, maybe it's trying to say something about how, like, pig-headed high school boys can be. Sure. Because, yeah. yeah, I was a high school boy. Sure, I can... Yeah, <laughs> and certainly... I think I think portraying them as these, like, you know, people that are, like, as... as What are they, like, 14? As 14-year-olds 14 right. saying, like, you know, women... Uh, women could be just as smart as us. You know, they are equals or something like that. I mean, not that they would right. put those words in their mouths, but, I mean, like, it's fine that they're... They kind of have these uh, kind of weird 
views of the girls in their class. But yeah, I mean, this whole thing with his mom, bit much. Yeah, I mean, again, this is one of the weaknesses of our approach of how we only read a few volumes. Maybe it comes up again later. But Very the true. fact that since the first volume, his mom, I think, appears once in the third volume. Yeah. Um, very briefly, I think it's not coming back. I, I think that it's yeah, yeah. Well, I un- I don't, I I don't want to make a sweepy, sweeping statement. Yeah, sure. yeah. About, and I don't want to. Uh, but one of the big problems I had with Death Note was how was the way that um, Light treated Misa, the yeah. love interest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that was really troubling. And then getting to this, I'm like, okay, well, maybe Oba has some problems with misogyny. Right. And and Uh, I know, like, oh, you go. Oh, I was going to say, like, no, I'm with you, Zach. Um, I think it was a little easier to swallow with Death Note because Light was evil. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But, But I get what you're saying. Like, I mean, it's hard to, it can be hard to read. I understand, like, not wanting to like see that kind of thing um but it is kind of harder when you're supposed to relate to these two guys and kind of believe that it's like yeah these these girls have dreams but they don't really get a man's dreams they don't get man's pain they don't get man's pain exactly (laughs) that's a great philosopher once said um yeah so, besides the whole sexism yeah. thing, what yeah, did we you guys, didn't want it. How, did, how did you guys feel about it? Uh, it it's alright. You sound like you have something to say, Zach. <laughs> I really liked this. Okay. So, outside, like, once I got past the first volume, I really enjoyed this a lot, mostly because I feel like I have been reading like manga and comics for a long time and and i feel like i have a good understanding of kind of the like underpinnings of the comic book industry for the most part without having actually like been working in the industry but i don't really feel that way about manga and i i felt like at least in terms of understanding how shonen jump works and kind of this the process like i felt like it was really insightful and and kind of helpful even in terms of like critiquing manga yeah yeah that was a good that was a good part of it yeah i i don't think i liked it as much as you made it sound like you liked it Uh um but i did definitely feel like i didn't like the first volume mainly because of the sexism um (laughs) <laughs> I kind of like the second one, but by the third one, I was kind of like, okay, I, I like this. Yeah. Um, it grew on me for sure. Um, I think that if it wasn't for the fact that we were doing it for this, I probably would have stopped after the first one. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that I did it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, despite the sexism. <laughs> um, yeah, you mentioned, you mentioned kind of like the workings of the manga industry uh, contrasted with like, you know, American comics and something that I found very interesting about, and, and this isn't you know unique to Bakuman, but just from learning about the Japanese industry is how the writers, it, first of all, it's significantly less common in manga than it is in the US 
to have separate writers and artists happens, of course. I, I feel like it's happening more. It's happening more, I think. I, maybe, I mean, just anecdotally, I've noticed. But, but whereas, like, it is the... Kind of the norm. In the norm in, yeah, American, U.S. comics. American comics, yeah. And so I did not know that um, the writer still, like, storyboards. Like, you, you see some American or just general Western... Um, whatever you want to include in that uh, writers, like maybe do some layouts and stuff. Often they're artists too, but increasingly the norm in the U S is writing in full script. Um, but apparently even if you aren't, you have no intention of, you know, being an artist, like, you know, uh, Takagi has no, you know, he's a writer. That's all that he's interested in. But yet he's the one expected to do all the storyboards. Mm. And, you know, even if it's just very rudimentary, basic layouts um, with like, you know, kind of stick figure type drawings, you're still writing a comic. And I think that's interesting. And yeah. I think there's an argument to be made that that is, you know, more organic for a visual medium of some kind. Because not to go too far off track, but in American comics, is it more like the writer gives you a script basically like a movie script and then they say you you frame this however yeah. you want or um it do depends they, have, they write full, how yeah, they full want script it? full script which has become like the main way it's done now um would be like a you know page one six panels panel one you know a shot of and yeah you are writing it like a movie script and okay. in fact a lot of people use the term shot uh even though it's not actually a shot I, almost feel like the manga approach makes more sense though because it's more right immediately i don't i don't know that it's quote unquote better i mean maybe for some people it works better to have it all written out but i mean like even if you just draw stick figures you can think like okay this guy's looking this way and then the artist can say like well actually it would be better if maybe they were facing the other way or right and even if even if stuff's written in full script most of the time you know most writers are like you know feel free to if you think it works better a certain way but you know nor if you like write out something and say this is what it looks like i imagine there's like a more natural resistance yeah to doing that um but yeah that that was just very interesting to me and i had no idea that was the case so do you know of like any american comics that are done that way zach the closest i could think of was like i thought of uh Frank Miller's Daredevil, uh, towards like the end of his run, um, he was doing layouts and Claus Jansen was filling, was finishing them. But even then, you know, Frank Miller was originally an artist. Yeah, I know that like Morrison, Grant Morrison storyboards a lot. Yeah, um, hmm. he he's like someone who's pretty open about that because he'll like a lot of times include thumbnails, his storyboards. Yeah, thumb yeah of like of like his pages in in like bonus materials and things um but yeah i don't i definitely don't feel like it's as common and like the closest thing i guess that you really kind of have is like the plot script like marvel style yeah Mar the old school marvel method that i think yeah Slot which, still does yeah which is basically like if i understand right you you just have the plot and then the the artist goes in and draws it and then the writer comes back in and adds the dialogue later. Yeah. And like the writer Based might... Based on what the artist draws. Yeah. And, and the writer might like sometimes uh, with the plot, they might give it like a breakdown of like, 
pages one through five will be like this fight scene. Pages six through seven will be at this office. They they might get into details about the like what is happening on each page, but not necessarily mm-hmm. um, specifically panel by panel. Or you had you know Stan Lee's method towards the end when he was really just like doing a couple. Sorry, not towards the end of his life since he recently died. I meant towards the end of his collaborations <laughs> with like Kirby and Ditko Whoops. and such, um, where he was like allegedly uh, giving just like them a couple paragraphs to go off of, uh, thus leading to some of the sour grapes over who gets like all the attention and such. Um, yeah, that I, that comes closest, but it's still like very different. Hmm. Um. And I guess that's a whole tangent on something that isn't really, like, Bakuman. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. I mean, it's about making manga, so it can be useful to compare it to how you guys know it's done here, for the most part. Yeah. Um, I know there was something you specifically didn't care for, Emily, about the... What was that? The, the main... <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to do like these nice transitions. I, I and... know. Can you read my mind? Jeez, okay. Um, about the motivation and such. Oh, you mean of Mashiro? Yeah. Um, well, it wasn't necessarily that the motivation was bad or that I that I thought it was sexist or anything. That wasn't really it. I mean, I kind of it, it was kind of this fairy tale thing of. Mashiro was going to Mashiro and Takagi were going to uh, make a manga that would be successful enough to be turned into an anime by the time they were eighteen, and that Miho, in turn, Mashiro's love interest, would be a voice actress who would act in their anime, and like this was their goal. And the most important thing was that Mashiro and uh, Miho would not be together until that happened, until their dreams came true, as they said. And and then they get married. They would get married, yeah. And, I mean, I, I kind of get this as a conceit of a, like, shonen manga plot. I mean, they are very young, so I'm not really saying, like, oh, this is super unrealistic and stuff. But it it is a little bit <laughs> frustrating <laughs> in the sense of it being, like, very contrived. The, the, the time limit thing, I feel like they didn't really need that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was the main thing, really. I feel like it kind of added... It was too much or something. I don't know. I feel like she she had a place in this. She has a place in the story, but I don't know if it was that necessarily. Um, I mean, that's all I really had to say about it. Yeah, I feel I feel like they didn't really need like the set goal of by this date. Um, it never really feels organic. It feels extremely just yeah, as you said, contrived. Kind of yeah. Need- we need to set a deadline to make it seem like there's stakes. I think it would wor- would have worked much better if it was just them trying to succeed. They didn't they didn't yeah. need to like meet yeah. a certain date. They were just ambitious, talented young yeah. guys. Yeah, I I also do feel that the 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 basically like the happenings, the the things they experience while creating their manga are pretty idealistic, um, pretty right, romanticized. Yeah. Because like I mean, it's a little bit masturbatory in the sense of they take their ideas to Hattori, this uh, this editor at Shonen Jump, and even though he says like, "Oh, your stuff isn't good enough to beat uh, Eiji Nezuma, who is this um, Nezuma, who is this um, kind of prodigy 
manga artist who's around their age and has a series in Jump. Um, he's very like, this L-like. Very, very oh yeah, good point. I didn't even think about that. Um, <laughs> um, you know, he says Big quirky, quirky uh, makes manga sound effects all the time. Um, <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Uh, you know, so their their editor says, you know, this stuff is is uh, probably not as good as his, but man, it's really deep. It's like too deep for jump and stuff. And he never really, I don't know. I feel like somebody should have been harsher with it. I, <laughs> I feel like it was still kind of like, you guys are really smart though and really talented. And I know they're the protagonists, but still, I mean, they, the, the one of the driving forces of the plot is that uh, Mashiro's uncle was an unsuccessful manga artist basically and died from overworking as far as we know. So I think the potential for something a little darker is there. Right. Instead, they're just like, oh, well, you guys will succeed one day. So I feel like that part of it, there could have been a little bit more kind of uh, teeth in the uh, in the criticisms of their editor, I think. But he does kind of seem like a wishy-washy kind of milk toast guy. <laughs> Oh, I actually liked Hitori a lot. I like him too. Oh, okay. I like him too. I just think he... He was one of my favorite characters. No, I, I like him a lot too. I think he... He's very polite. I, I mean, this also could be a cultural thing, but I think he... But but you're right though, because in his thoughts though, he's thinking like, this actually isn't very good. I mean, it yeah, could just be he doesn't want to... He doesn't want to say outright that this sucks. I still feel like there could be more though. Like more kind of... These guys, he should be like busting their asses a little harder. I don't know. Well, I kind of wonder, like, where it's going to go, because he is kind of, I mean, like, he definitely has an interest in them and thinks that they are really good, but ultimately, like, how well they do benefits him. Right. Hmm. Like, yeah. He, he's kind of banking on this this find that he, you know, he's, he's like a talent scout who has, like, maybe hit the jackpot, kind of, and yeah. is, like, kind of nurturing his potential mm-hmm. payoff. Yeah, very minor thing, but I really liked Hattori's ha ha ha. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he kind of had this very, um, and maybe that's just, did, did other people laugh differently? Or was it just kind of like, I, I think it was, it was these... supposed to be him. Like, you yeah, know, it was always like the haws were separated and he was right. never like, he was never visually depicted as laughing. Right. And I'm sure that, you know, Obata is extremely good and... Oba is certainly talented too, so I'm sure that wasn't by mistake. Like intentional, oh, thought, supposed to be like a sort of like polite laugh, like yeah, ha ha ha. I thought everything looked great. I thought oh. it was like a joy to look at. But yeah, um, I guess we have kind of glossed over that. It's Obata. It it's, looks freaking beautiful. Yeah, it's great. Um, another thing I liked was um, their rival Nizuma. Um, you kind of assume he's going to be Nizumi? this antagonist. Hold up, we have the. We have the page up. You know how I hate Nizuma. You're right. Never mind. Jeez. Walter's the one that forgets names all the time. Ignore Uh, (laughs) me. Nizuma, uh, you kind of think from the start he's going to, they kind of frame him. It's kind of funny, actually, because like the first scene you see him in, he's like, if I become the number one artist in Jump, I want the power to cancel any series I don't like. And you're like, oh my God, no, he's going to cancel their series. But he actually really likes the series they date. They, uh, they pitch to uh, Akamaru, which is like a side Shonen Jump thing. Um, and he kind of becomes a friendly rival. Yeah. You? Yeah, that scene where when um, 
uh, when Mashiro is playing assistant to yeah. uh, Nizumi. A Nizuma. I just did it too. <laughs> Nizuma, Nizuma, um, and there are the other two, um, Fukuda, who's kind of another younger, up and coming yeah. guy, and then, um, oh, I, Nakai. I thought I had the other Nakai. guy's name. That was sad. Nakai. Yeah. Those okay. Are... Yeah. Who is like thirty three really, and so? I really like those characters. Yeah, and I'm thirty one, and I was like, Nakai, you could do it. Yeah. I, yeah. I really liked. You could do it, but yeah, that I think was like one of my favorite scenes in the whole yeah. series. So yeah. Yeah. That that chapter or two of like uh, him working uh, as an assistant. That was and with kind of a heartbreaker. introducing them, those were I think like the best, the best of the series yeah. so far, and great place to end the third volume on because I really think I'm going to continue with this. Yeah, um, Nakai like crying yeah. as yeah. he was. Oh man, that was sad. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I I was I was surprised. I I did not like Mizuma at first. Um, I like him now. But yeah, in, especially in that third volume, he really grew on me. Because at at first, I was thinking like I didn't like the character type of him of yeah. him being like yeah, as as you said, he's a bit of a it's uh, a bird brain. Yeah, well, yeah, and he's got birds on the brain. You know, crow. He uses like, oh, the feathers that's and, right. He's got feathers on his on his pens. Um, <laughs> but I I thought about it more, and I do like the subversion of. Like, I feel if this story had still been, like, pitched to a shonen audience and was written by, you know, a more generic kind of team, I think that you would have the opposite, where the main character would be kind of like the off-the-cuff prodigy type and the rival would be, like, the more calculating, I'm going to make what's going to, like, be popular and type yeah like i mean look at food wars for example right um where soma is you know Soma's... soma is much more like he's much more like nizuma than he is like mashiro and takagi right um and i feel that's very shonen-y and so i do <laughs> think it's pretty it, it's a little bit of a sub subversion to have these more meticulous characters as the protagonists yeah. and a the and the rival being the more kind of spontaneous type. Right. Especially Takagi, who... Mashiro, I don't think really... Mashiro kind of just wants to draw what he likes, and he kind of lets Takagi take the reins. But Takagi especially is like, I'm going to calculate what is the most popular thing we can make right. for Jump, at least for a while. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So I, I thought that was a very kind of appreciated... Uh, deviation mm -hmm. from like kind of shonen standards you know you, yeah you, you don't I, have like the free spirit main character I feel, I feel like you can do more with that too yeah um as far as as far as like this kind of story goes um it probably works in a battle manga right. better but i mean because you know otherwise like battle manga be like a character like calculating their moves every second which might be a bit much but in this where i mean they're drawing they're writing that's like Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh <laughs> <Yes. laughs> is the best manga ever made <laughs> i just thought i'd say that I, I have i haven't i haven't read anymore since we last spoke actually 
unfortunately. Just anytime someone mentions Yu-Gi-Oh, I'm like, man, that was a great series. Um, but yeah. Um, I also did like Nizuma remarking that uh, Mashiro looked like a shonen anime <laughs> or shonen manga uh, hero. hero. Yeah, I was like, that was, ah, ha, ha. That yeah. was cute. I see what you did there. There, there were a couple kind of groan-worthy references to Death Note. Yeah. Um, in the early chapters, like one reference is fine. One reference was okay, and then they were like, then they were. It was like they were referencing a Death Note, and that was like, ah, ha, ha. Yeah. Then it was like, oh, you know, it, it could be like a success, like Death Note or something. It's like, okay, I get it. Right. You guys had you one guys, of the biggest hits. <laughs> you guys are Death Note, which is a great series, but a great movie too. Especially yeah. the American. I did version. like how many manga series that got oh, referenced yeah. though throughout the thing. Like that was really cool and, too. And like some of those things I'm not familiar with or have never yeah. heard of, and it made me. Or and some of the creators that they mentioned too. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, that was. Cool. It's definitely like you can. Importantly, for a series that is about making manga, you definitely can tell that they truly have a passion for it. Oh like, yeah. You know, it's not like a movie about making movies where all they talk about is the Godfather or something. It's like, yes, we get it. The Godfather's good. I don't want to hear anything else but that the Godfather is the best movie of all time. By the way, I'm a movie critic. That is the safest opinion you could possibly have as a movie critic. Like, you know, they clearly know what they're talking about and have varied interests beyond just like, you know, yeah, what was big. Yeah, and I mean... Mashiro's favorite manga is Ashita no Joe, which is, as far as I know, I don't know much about it, but it's like a very famous um, baseball manga, um, which, I mean, would make sense for, like, young boys. And yeah. then Takagi is, is Dragon Ball, which, I mean, He's needs right. no introduction. Yeah, Dragon Ball is one of the best comics ever made. He is correct to have that opinion. <laughs> yes. So. Um, are you guys familiar with... Um an anime called Chirabako. Uh, I know of it. I know the premise. I do not know of it or the premise. <laughs> not surprised. It's, um, it's kind of the, the anime equivalent to okay. Bakuman. It's about like these five girls. I think it's five who are trying to break into like various facets of the anime oh, industry. Yeah. Um, they're all, but it, they're all like a little older. They're all in their like early mid twenties. That already um, sounds a little bit more compelling. And like, yeah, one wants to be like a producer. One is an animator. One is like a voice actress. Hmm. Um, it's really interesting. Like, I it just made me think about this. Made hmm. me think about that a lot because overall, I think I definitely like that a hmm. little bit better. Um, just because like the themes it deals with are a lot more relatable because it's kind of like skews yeah. older. Um, yeah. But um. Just wanted to throw that out there. It's it's really good. I think I've it's twenty six episodes and two arcs, and I've watched like the first okay. half. Um, so cool. It's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I, I I heard about it. It sounded interesting. It's just like one of those things again where it's like so many things in my backlog. Uh, but I I did mean to like at least check out a couple episodes at some point. So yeah, cool. Any other? Uh thoughts on bakuman before we wrap it up mm, not particularly um i'm probably gonna keep reading though yeah, I, think um, yeah, I mean we're again it's on shonen jump so it's readily available 
This is not sponsored content. <laughs> it could but be. It could be this. If Have you're your people contact my people. You can work something out. Yeah. yeah. Um, Zach, what are we reading next month? Um, okay, so speaking of the great Akira Toriyama, um, I I did cover Jocko back when this was a a print endeavor, or I guess text on screen digital print. Um, text on screen, the best character in Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> um, um, but we haven't done any toriyama works um and i don't really want to just jump right into dragon ball because there's so much and and so we, many we could make a whole podcast uh, i feel like that's that. pretty we well, could we could we Patreon could content. but i've never read Still in the, the oh yes man, let's Patreon do that. content we we deeply <laughs> analyze every single chapter of dragon ball one by one and then we watch every single dragon ball super episode which by the way we have to finish watching walter and i uh yeah oh, so good <laughs> um but I've never read Sandland, and that is also included in the Shonen Jump app. Again, Viz, so Viz people. that is my pick. Fizz <laughs> people, come on. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a fourteen chapter mini. Um, one of the shorter things that I think we will end up covering, but um, a chance to kind of get in and talk about a complete work uh, by easily one of the best mangakas of all time. So. I'm excited I about am it. Too. Yeah. Look forward to talking about that next month. Uh, we're going to take a brief break. Then we'll be back to talk about the latest chapters in Shonen Jump. Hello, podcast listeners. We're the hosts of the DC3 cast. I'm Zach. I'm Vince. And I'm Brian. Each week, we discuss most of the new releases from DC Comics, focusing mainly on Rebirth, Wildstorm, and Young Animal. We also look at the news of the week, discuss the film and television adaptations of DC material, and dig into industry rumors. We've also had a number of DC creators on our show, like Scott Snyder, Jim Lee, Christopher Priest, Steve Orlando, and Joshua Williamson. So, if you like Borat jokes, my wife, bad Dan DiDio impressions, this is bad, what the f***, and an in-depth look at DC each week, join us every Wednesday morning at multiversitycomics.com, Apple Podcasts, or your podcatcher of choice. Come get Jurgens with us and welcome back to the second half of the show where we would discuss the latest series in shonen jump now just called shonen jump not weekly shonen jump because it is not a magazine anymore and sometimes things come out at a different schedule in case you missed the memo we have a whole episode talking about it <laughs> so um as of the time of recording a new series has started uh called the last sayuki However, there's only been one chapter. Uh, this is by Daijiro Nonue. Uh, there's only been one chapter. So we're going to leave it for next month um, in case any of you are listening and like, oh, they forgot about the news series. They always cover the news series because I'm sure you pay that much attention to our <laughs> habits of reviewing and such. We didn't forget. There's just not quite enough to go by just yet. And if we did go by what we have, it might I, not go so great for the Yeah, last I have some week. things to say about it, some thoughts, but they're kind of, they might be premature. I hope they're premature. Uh, but maybe we can just wait until it uh, gets a couple more chapters. So, All the reason to come back next month. Yes. Instead, 
Zach, why don't you tell us about what's going on in Dragon Ball Super? Yeah, so I caught up on Dragon Ball Super. Um, I say that, so I have not read all of the manga, but I have seen all of the anime, and <laughs> I watched, uh, I went and saw the Broly movie in theaters when that was running. Was that was, good? It was very good. Yeah. Um, much better the than animes, the original. Um, the anime is done, right? Yes, Yeah, so now. the anime is done for now, and the manga, which had been running behind the anime um, for quite a while, has now gone past where the anime left off. Um, so there have been about four or five chapters, I think, since then. So I, I caught up on those. And it's actually been a really fun little arc um, just to kind of like lay the groundwork. It's basically there's this new villain, of course, who... Um, is very old and has been around for millions of years, but he's just been like locked away or something. Um, Classic. And he's back. And in order Wait, to... Wait, he's back? He's back. What? He's After being locked away for millions of years? Yeah, No yeah. fucking way. Yeah, so um, the, the Galactic Patrol, which you know is the group that Jocko is from or is a part of, um, they like know about him. And... Uh, they're trying to kind of stop him before he can rise to power again. So they, um, they, they need boo because boo is the key to stopping him. Um, I got to get Majin Majin boo, but Majin boo's asleep. He's good. He's good, but he's asleep. Um, so, so they, so they, they take boo who is asleep, but they also induct Goku and Vegeta as honorary members of the galactic patrol. Um, oh no, they became cops. <laughs> They're cops now. Krillin. <laughs> like Krillin. <laughs> yep. Everybody's a cop now in Dragon Ball. Um, no. Um, no, if only, if Mr. S- as long as Mr. Satan isn't a cop yet. He's not a cop he's, yet. Okay. But he still lives with Boo, right? Yes, yeah. <laughs> Boo lives yeah. with him. Okay. Boo lives with him, yeah. It's very awesome. good. It's very good. Their relationship <laughs> is very good. Um, yeah. Very wholesome. Um, but, uh, this, this character, this villain is really interesting because he draws his power from like the life force of planets and things. So he's basically kind of like, if we're talking in terms of like, yeah, well he is like very, yeah, exactly. And he's kind of almost plays like, if we're going to talk final fantasy classes, he's like a geomancer. Um, and so he, He's kind of a really interesting foil for Goku and Vegeta um, because he's kind of like has no power but has all of the power. Um, it, it's it's a really fun chapter. There's like one mm. one of the chapters that I read. Um, I, I guess I'm covering more than just this month's issue because I, I caught up on it, but there's a fun little like train heist that plays out a lot like the Ooh. scene. And it reminds me of, uh, I guess just because it's recent, the scene in solo. Um, if you all oh, saw yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. It plays out a lot like that. Um, I, I never knew I wanted a dragon ball train heist scene. Now that, now that I've heard those that, words together. Now that you say it, I really want that. <laughs> It's really good. I like definitely recommend, um, you know, once you guys get caught up on the show, just hop in because it's so it's 
Um, the manga is still plotted by Toriyama, but it's scripted and illustrated by um, one of his like protégés, uh, uh, Toyotaru. Um, okay. And it's actually a much closer, um, I feel like, approximation of Toriyama style than like what's happening in Boruto, for instance, which is kind of a pretty big stylistic departure from Kishimoto. Yeah, I, I've noticed that when I've like seen uh, yeah. pages of Boruto that there's definitely a notable difference in style. Yeah, so... Um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Right, right. right. Um, but one thing I also noticed, and I kind of want to go back and check this out, um, it seems like the manga maybe diverges from the anime in some plot points. Like, uh, one of the chapters, kind of the beginning of this arc, also features the end of the, the last big arc from the anime. Um, and, right. and maybe I'm just misremembering, but there were, seemed like there were some pretty key differences in how things were happening so interesting yeah yeah because that, that's not normally much of a thing um you know when it comes to i mean i guess you've got examples where the usually anime... it's the other way around where like, right the... yeah 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 like i almost wonder um, if like we're going to end up in a situation where yeah w what happens with the anime kind of gets reversed and like you know we have like filler arcs in the manga instead <laughs> it's would, a that's crazy yeah it's a weird it's a weird situation um but but you'd recommend it i yeah i would definitely recommend it it's a lot of fun um yeah that's an, i don't i almost yeah. you know we, we've been waiting for the dub of the remaining um super episodes super episodes I to think come out they must have gotten pretty far at probably, this point and they probably point. got past like the goku black stuff um but i almost wonder if i want maybe i'll just read some of it i don't know no we must finish it i guess we do i gotta get that i I, I would Chris say Savant. you've got to watch it because i know there are some great there's a great filler arc in between a great filler arc okay in between <laughs> i think i think it's like right between the goku black arc and the beginning of the big universal tournament, tournament. Of power. yeah um, there's like this it... 10 episode slice of life thing is it like goku getting his driver's license good goku and it's... piccolo getting their licenses yeah they get their yeah, motorcycle it's, it's... license this time <laughs> It's, it's this like string of kind of like disconnected slice of life episodes that are just all life with the Vegeta family. Yes, oh, yes, it, it's hilarious. They're all so good. There's like a small great Saiyan arc in there, I think. Oh, okay. Really yes. I'm there. I'm there. Um, it's very good. That's funny because Goku ha or uh, Gohan has kids now, so it's like, what are you doing being Saiyan again? <laughs> hey, superheroes can have kids. So. Yeah. See the recent Superman series. I did know that. DC three shout out. I was on that recently. Check that out. It was good. He was. He's the he's the best of us. I heard some of the jokes you said on it. Very funny. <laughs> um. So Doctor Stone was freaking bombshell. We, we haven't talked about it much. Bombshell. There's some, yeah, some interesting developments in the last couple of chapters. Um, I feel like it finally has a hook now. Right. We, or more of one. It's, 
so we've there is as as you say there's more of a hook of that we may have come into contact with someone with the person the villain. who yeah the probably the antagonist maybe not necessarily a villain yeah we don't know now the one thing that i will like i like having this hook of it i'm still a bit confused about how like i i know senku is like a super genius or whatever but how he like assumed that this was the person that <sighs> so good, good point they're, they're out there at the sea and they get like a morse code signal it's and it's why. just why and that was awesome and and it was particularly sold by boichi's art just yeah. holy shit that oh man emily's holding it up to my face there's right a now. skull this, and like, and then uh just, just a why 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 a why? jagged a jagged text box with ah, that yeah it's it was great you know it, it it is really sold by the art yeah uh, more than the writing the art is beautiful not that the writing is like bad but just like that moment is like whoa and it's mainly because of the art um if it wasn't for the fact that Poichi is just incredible it might not have had the same effect there is a bit of leap of logic i i remember why they think it's the, the reason they think that this guy might be the person behind the petrification is they're saying why is he asking why yeah why I are mean, you like no I, I get that but i still think it's a bit of a it's, leap it's yeah, no. No, I, I thought you said there was, like, no reason given, but that, that was the okay, kind not, of flimsy no. maybe reason. Yeah. Yeah. I think, from what I can remember, yeah. I'm, I'm not... Like, everything else, like, all the science stuff, I'm like, yeah, sure, Senku's a scientist. He knows yeah. this stuff. Whereas this is more, like, deduction than, yes. like, just pure knowledge. And it's, like... Yeah, I don't... Manga logic. Shonen manga it, logic. It didn't bother me too much. I'm, I'm making it out to be more of an issue than it was when I was reading it. But at the same the, time, I was kind of like, oh, okay. The first chapter it happened was awesome because you didn't even know who this was. Right. That like, was, was, that was a, just how it ended. Yeah. was Who was this? Was it somebody that had been petrified? Are they still petrified? Is an old message that's being transmitted from somewhere? This is some lost shit. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, and I, you're I feel, making me really want to catch up on this. It's I. I, I think will, it's I think it's lately the past couple months have been the best it's been in yeah. a while. Yeah, honestly, Zach, if you just want to read like the last like maybe fifteen chapters, yeah, like because they introduce a couple new characters. There's a guy who um, he's like who the is Elon like Elon Musk of yeah, he's like the uh, uh, guy who because they discover they need oil. So uh, to power their like ships and um, they need they needed ships first. They needed ships. And he's like you know he was a sailor or something like that. You know, um, that that uh, profession that we have so many of in the modern age, you know, experts <laughs> and especially sixteen year olds. Yeah, yeah, a lot of sixteen year old professional uh, ship captains. Um, it's like the yeah. local lost twins, except they were rowers. Yes. Oh wow. Okay. He's captaining a whole captaining a whole <laughs> ship. But he's like, you know, an uber capitalist type guy. I will say this is like a very um, liberal in the like very like classical definition sense of liberal comic about that. Like knowledge is all we need to so long as we're all willing to like have knowledge, it'll all work out together. Because like, you know, it's like all this like, oh, this guy's like a super capitalist, but it's okay because 
you know, it's it's basically like Reaganomics type of stuff of like, you know, because he wants to be like prosperous, everybody will be prosperous. I'm sure. So I'm sure the creator was thinking about that when they made it. I think. I'm sure he I wasn't think thinking about it. That's which is I, why it's. That was the joke. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, but yeah, it's. I, I'm I'm really enjoying it lately. Yeah, um, it's good. And oh, and since last time we talked about, it, they introduced these pigs. Oh, adorable cutest little things so it's just such a cute little design for these little <laughs> pigs and um the little girl um sukasa what sukasa's the the bad guy suika suika s-u-i-k-a <laughs> me and my character names this is like when you said that uh one piece was a lot like the godfather because you forgot the name of the of a uh, bait or something i forget anyway let's <laughs> It is a lot like the Godfather. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it's good. Um, they also introduced a cool new character who's like a female butler um, because they want somebody who can cook because they recently learned how to make bread. Uh, but their bread sucks. It's just like really hard and burnt. And she makes these awesome pastries and stuff. So, yeah. Um, they introduced her. And then a couple chapters later, they had this whole like last two weeks ago was the big like bombshell of oh my god somebody is communicating with them and is being cryptic about it love that crypticness <laughs> which this really needed i feel like when i because i read that and i was like this really needed that yeah i i do think you're right that after it, sukasa kind of, was gone there was no villain yeah we we had a few chapters there's kind of like all right what now yeah um this is just like oregon trail shonen yeah like i mean hardcore oregon trail but still. Senku has dysentery. They have to learn. Uh, God, there's so much they could they could learn. I don't want to think about it. It could get pretty crazy. Shortly before we uh, re- started recording this episode, um, we mentioned, I don't think it was last month, but the month before that, one of the kind of interesting things about the new Shonen Jump vault and their new like publishing approach was that they did not have One Punch Man. Well, good news. One Punch Man is there. Um, they did add a new chapter since we just the day before. Yeah, something like that. So kind of kind of like last Sayuki. We're going to see if there's any more this next month and we'll get back to you on that. Um, but there is, I think, a lot to talk about when it comes to the promised Neverland. Um, yes. and that's usually the case and that's a good thing you know this is a manga where a lot has been happening in the past mm-hmm. few months um, any impressions from the latest couple chapters and the way things are going um, I think they're kind of just leading towards Norman and uh, Emma having a confrontation of some kind because Emma wants to not, you know, uh, she basically doesn't want to genocide the, uh, the demons. She wants to find a way to live with them, which I can sympathize with that, but it does kind of seem like, how are they going to do that really? Especially for people like Luvis. Um, people, demons like Luvis, um, who were 
kind of the cream of the crop of like demons who uh, were used to eating humans and were thus like the most highly developed demons. Um, they're they are not going to want some kind of solution that doesn't let them eat people. So I'm assuming they're probably going to what they're going to do with the story is try to find some middle ground where they can remain intelligent but not eat people. And Norman is kind of going towards a thing where they're going to he wants to destroy the farms so that they have nothing else to eat. And he's kind of making some packs with demons to make that happen. It just makes me think they're both going to clash at some point and there's might be a rift in their group. Ah, oh, the classic, classic <laughs> shonen trope. Yeah. It's about time. Yeah. I was because ex- we, do we still not really know what happened to Norman when he got, there's still a lot drunk? of, a lot to be filled in on um, what has been going on with Norman. So I feel like the coolest twist would be to make Norman kind of like a, not a villain, but not anti-hero. I don't know. Some kind of antagonist because we don't really know what happened to him when he was gone. And it could be that he was somewhat, may I, if I may use the word twisted, uh, during his captivity or whatever happened to him. Uh, I don't know what that is. I don't have any suggestions, but I feel like he's gone down some kind of dark path. <laughs> yeah, and I feel that in early chapters, we were kind of getting more the impression that Ray mm-hmm. would be the one that would come more into conflict with her. Right, and he's kind of the stalwart friend at this point. Yeah, because he, you know, he seemed more like the darker, the obligatory, <laughs> the you dark know. friend. He, he was the Sasuke. Sasuke. Sasuke, yeah. He even has the dark yeah. hair, and yeah, he has the black hair when they've all gone. Yeah, away. Norman was so pure, and he sacrificed himself. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um. But Much like Naruto did. Did he? Yes. Did Naruto sacrifice? I mean, he lost his arm. Oh, but that was at the they very all, end. Well, yeah, they actually both lose their arms. They yeah, there's do. a there's a famous panel of them like bleeding together with their their missing arms. But <laughs> but Naruto gets a fake one and Sasuke doesn't because he's, he's cool. An like Lord. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's my point. That you know, Ray was like the guy who, if he lost his arm, he wouldn't get a replacement one. Yes. So that is true. That's factual. So, Emma and Norman coming into conflict is a little bit unexpected in a good way. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that happening, especially because they met those new characters who were like, don't let him know that you want to, or he'll never, something like he'll never agree with that. Right. And he was gone anyway. He was gone off to make this deal with these uh, kind of demons he was using as pawns. So I'd say a deal with the devil. Whoa. (laughs) That's all I have. I mean, as far as predictions. Um, I, I think that's a good turn for the series to take, though. I, I think that's yeah. interesting. Um, yeah. I think they need conflict within their ranks. Yeah. yeah I, I think that, you know, up until now, it's been mainly a conflict with older figures, whether it's, you know, when they were first at the farm or when, you know, yeah, with the man... Yugo. Uh, we now know as Yugo, Yugo, but I like to remember him as the man. Who? <laughs> the man. Man one. Uh, <laughs> you know, they had the conflict with him. So now it, it is, yeah, it's a nice change of pace now that they're all three together again. 
to then be putting in that kind of internal conflict instead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it, it's a good change for the series and it's more not that it hasn't been interesting but it's it, it's a good way to kind of spice things up before it just kind of gets on the rails of okay we're gonna stop the demons or whatever right right um also the latest chapter of my hero academia introduced who seems to be if not a capital v villain definitely <laughs> the antagonist of whatever is coming up next. Yeah. Um, and let's get all of our, you know, freaking Joker takes out that, you know, he's got like Never. kind of the hair and the nose that looks very reminiscent of particularly the 90s style. He looks um, cool though. So he does look much, cool. much like the freaking Joker. Yeah. He, he's like the Joker appearance wise. Jeff Bezos, he's got like some big, he's got some big like mega corporation. Uh, we got yeah. a bit of the details of in the last chapter. Um, and then he's like a Maoist or something, like quoting from this I, book. I, <laughs> I hadn't read that this chapter when I saw your tweet about that and I got very excited. Uh, <laughs> I, I meant when I referred to like, you know, him being a Maoist, I meant in... The very broad sense of he he like likes a book on armed struggle. He looks right. like yeah, yeah. he he looks like if the monarch and the Joker uh, again had oh, a baby. Yeah. I think I think I said the same thing about. And he missed his lips when putting on his uh, lip gloss and instead got it on his eyes. Um. <laughs> oh yeah, he did. He's neat though. Yeah. Um. You know, this is a very, very uh, deep cut, but he kind of looks like Luke Atme from Ace Attorney. He that looks more like cut. Luke Atme than the Joker. Yeah, you're right. Um, Look up Luke Atme uh, if you don't know who that is. Well, well maybe don't because there's lots of spoilers with Ace Attorney. Never mind. That's oh, just for the big Ace point. Attorney super fans. Um, <laughs> shout out I'm to I'm very you. excited for your, your Ace Attorney streaming Oh, yes. Project. Shout out to uh, the autopsy report. We're going to start when the uh, Steam release of yes. the Ace Attorney trilogy comes out. Yep. That's uh, April 9th, I believe. Uh, I believe so. About a month from now, which will be great because it'll be right after we move and we'll be settled. And we are going to dedicate at least a night a week to streaming Ace Attorney. That's really fun. I, <laughs> I played one of the original three games on GBA when they were coming out. I can't really? remember which one. It was a really long time ago. Huh. Um, and I liked it a lot. Um, I just... Oh, man. I just never... I, I didn't pick any more up. And I, I see them go on sale all the time on the 3DS, yeah. but I if, just am like, uh... 3DS. If you make, if you make time, uh, definitely check out the other games because they're all really good well i honestly feel like i would like it more than maybe i've tried like getting into like the zero escape and mm -hmm, yeah danganronpa series yeah um, which I, I feel like i i prefer danganronpa a little bit more to zero uh -huh. escape uh, from what i've played but i feel like ace attorney kind of aesthetically yeah. and tonally I, is more in my wheelhouse yeah danganronpa has a very like unified aesthetic zero escape mm -hmm. kind of changes over time so it's a little more loosey-goosey in that sense and i think ace attorney ace attorney is like kind of a 
Yeah, I could feel, I could see it as kind of like a middle ground between those two as far as like it's dark enough, but it doesn't kinda of, it's not as freaking zany and chaotic as Danganronpa. And it's not as kind of dour as like as somber as a uh, Zero Escape, so I think you'd like it the most out of those three, personally. Because it's well, very good thing funny. Everything comes, good thing everything comes... Well, I know it's coming out on all consoles, but everything comes to the Switch <laughs> these days, so... Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's or, true. Or you could just watch our stream, Zach, and... I can uh... just watch your stream. You're right, you're right. I don't even have to <laughs> sink in the, the time and effort. I can just... If you want. I can just lay you back. All. <laughs> yes. Crack open a cold one. That's what we'll be doing. <laughs> There's a couple. There. There's one really bad case in the second game where we will definitely be cracking open a couple cold ones to get through it. But it's yeah. the only only really bad. One. It's the only really bad part. Like it's there are more bad ones. What's that? There are more. There are more bad cases, but like, there's no more quantitatively. There are other cases that are bad. There are not any cases that are worse. No, no. Uh, most Ace Attorney games are almost all of them are good. Like even if they have some bad stuff, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway, My Hero Academia. Um, I thought I had more to say about it than I actually do. You just wanted to talk about how uh, he looks he like was the like, Joker. He looks like the Joker, which is always worth kind of setting aside some time to talk about because That's not enough people twisted. talk about the freaking Joker. <laughs> they really don't. Not enough people. And what if he was a businessman? Wouldn't that be crazy? Yeah. What if he had so much power and uh, oh. had a lot of money? No, no one man has yeah. all that power. I'm, um, I apologize to Horikoshi because I'm sure he didn't intend for this guy to be like a Joker analog. I don't at all. think so either. Not in I the mean, slightest. I think, I think, I think like if you give a big <laughs> it was dose, a vi- and it is a very super like it is, it is like a sort of like oh I can see that has, sort of resemblance. He has it's like not, a yeah. It's not like a oh that's the Joker kind of thing. Yeah. It's more like yeah. He has kind of an aura yeah. of the Joker. Um, there's like a couple shots of him that look like you could see the Joker like superimposed over that image. He in looks that pose. he looks like how the Joker looks like in any story that shows the Joker before he became the Joker. <laughs> mm-hmm. What if this guy becomes the uh, freaking Joker? Like and he trans- is very similar to the the new the the recent uh, evergreen classic uh, Batman White Knight that incarnation yeah. of the or, Joker. Or it's like you know you've seen Mask of the Phantasm, right, Zach? Oh, so good. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Like there's that scene where uh, Bruce Wayne, like there's there's like the guy in the portrait of uh, I forget her name, um, but the woman who was the Phantasm, her her like dad's like friends, and he like draws like the smiley face on the guy in the background is like, oh my God, it's like this guy. Like if I drew the smiley face on him, you'd look a lot like the Joker, but I'm sure that's the case if you did that with anybody. There might be a scene where he laughs maniacally. It might be. And evilly, and he'll be like, you'll immediately think like, wow, that guy is so dark and evil. I was trying to not say twisted. Man, now I really want to watch Mask of the Phantasm oh, again. Man. They recently re-released it on Blu-ray. I still need to get it. It's a good one. It might be the best Batman movie. That's what I said. And then Matt Malakov, the editor-in-chief of Multiversity Comics, formally was like, no, it's not, you know. What's his favorite, The Dark Knight? Yeah, he likes, you know, it, it, it's an objectively better movie. If you're listening, 
you know, Matt, that's exactly, you know, your voice. Oh my God. <laughs> don't, don't drag Matt like this. Yeah, that isn't his voice. Um, don't speak for him. Yeah, I got less to say about that than I thought. We'll see how um, it goes as the arc goes on. Um, I'm, yeah, I guess like we've got this kind of not, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I was slightly joking with the thing about like, oh, he's a Maoist because he has like a book and cares about revolution. And, you know, I don't really know much about Maoism. He's a, sub- he's a subversive uh, element. And, and particularly like this idea of no, we can't, he does have this idea of like, we can't just be conciliatory and like, you know, we, we can't just like let things worked out in a nice way we need to like you know actually have a true revolution you know he's well he was also very capitalist i mean he was going to develop but he's using that as a front Mm, i guess you're right as lennon said we will sell them the rope that they use that or no i've got that backwards wow they will sell us the rope that we use to hang them with um anyway sure um (laughs) yeah so Basically, my point is that he's not a reformist. He doesn't. He doesn't want to just kind of like have everyone get along. Um, he wants to like you know force change. So my question is, where does Gentle fit into all of this? Where is Gentle? Where is Gentle? Gentle Watch twenty nineteen. Yeah, he uh, he was taken away like a year ago, uh, <laughs> for causing like for doing like minor YouTube crimes. <laughs> um, he, I mean, it's true. He basically, like, he would... What was the thing he did that was really funny? He, like, went into a convenience store and, like, t- like got them in trouble for having, like, expired pudding or something yeah. like that. Like, yeah, he was a petty YouTube criminal. You know. He was like Logan Paul. I think we did that already. <laughs> oh. I think Logan Paul is way worse than Gentle. <laughs> but, yeah, bring Gentle back. Yeah, hashtag uh, free Gentle. Yeah. Um, yeah. I got like we said, what was his what was his sidekick's name? I can't. La Brava. La Brava. That's La Brava. right. La Brava. That's right. Yeah, she they was... need to come back. Like they were very good. They... I think they just need to bring the villains the villains back in My Hero Academia in general. Yeah, he that's... has such good villains. He does, and Shigaraki is one of the best characters uh... in freaking Shonen Jump right now. What? Oh, I was just, you know, I, we know you like Shigaraki. I, I like and Shigaraki. His hands I have to... And, you know, he covers up his face. Yeah, yes, we talk about cool. how I like Shigaraki. Uh, but it's true. I mean, and also Overhaul. Cool. Um, the watching the anime made me kind of sour on him because I don't like the voice. The voice is very bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not that bad, but. Uh, yeah. Um, he just, I feel like, especially with the latest arc, and we might have talked about this briefly but i mean it's just kind of it was kind of a long training arc and it made you really miss the kind of more antagonistic characters yeah and we've we've talked before about how like we don't really like the how how the training arcs go on too long and i think that now that we we're kind of talking it out and everything (laughs) i i think that part of it is because yeah the villains are so good i don't want to see like the main cast fighting each other because even when he introduces new like antagonistic there's almost all oh, good good yeah so i'd rather see that than you know yet another kind of like 
20 chapter thing of them trying to find new ways to use their powers and all for one is great too and he's so underused he's so underused um um crap over was beat guys overhaul 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 is kind of out of the picture though so i kind of get that he's he's pretty out of the picture he's pretty uh armless right now we might say he got no arms one might use that phrase that we all use from time to time armless he's just armless right now um i don't know where he is (laughs) he might be dead he might be in the hospital who knows you do lose Uh, a lot of blood when you lose your arms yeah mirio's around too i mean he's not a villain but uh he kind of he was kind of uh, shoved aside when he lost his powers. But he's um, still there to like. But he's you still know. there to be like the good boy. He's great. He's a sweet. Fella. He is sweet. And, and and not even a villain, but it's been quite a while since we've kind of like touched on that Hawks plot line where he's like the yeah. double yeah. man. Oh yeah, that's true. You know what? Uh, there there was, was that remark about like getting Hawks's nudes or something. What? Yeah, yeah. That was you know what I'm talking about. In this, in this new you chapter, yeah. There what? was there was some remark about uh, who was it that uh, interned Endeavor? with Hawks? Man. No, um, um, Hori, uh, Tokoyami. Oh yeah, of course. Because hold yeah, on, yeah, some one of someone like asked him about like, oh, did you get like any any candid photography of Hawks or something like that? Oh my God, Walter. Um, <laughs> He's gonna do the nudge, nudge, wink, wink, scratch. Um, um yeah there was some remark about that i forget i forget who said it or if it was just one of those like things where it's like a voice bubble that's disembodied and so you have no they idea. got some candid photos of uh i gotta find this now sorry i know this is very professional on air I, yeah I, I, I would have thought that you would have been like <laughs> i'm not that into hawks not that you're into <laughs> hawks. I'm trying to find it it's um you think i'm into candid photography I thought it was like on the first. She likes sport page, <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> well, while we're you know busy looking for the uh, hawks nudes, um, yeah, that'll be interesting to see that being followed up. It, it's yeah, just all the stuff with like the villains, and, and you know it's a cliche about you know superhero comics are often defined by their villains, but it's, it's a cliche for a reason. You yeah. Know, you want good villains, and you want good antagonists, and these those, like, tournament arcs that are very, you know, common in shonen manga, when you make it a superhero thing like Horikoshi does, it's less interesting for a few reasons, but in particular because, yeah, we want to get back to the good stuff, especially when he's so good with... The antagonists. Yeah. If he uses his villains just a little bit more, it'll be like the best thing in Jump. Yeah. I mean, okay, maybe. I mean, well, when when it's been yeah, at its best, the, it has been the best. The thing. overhaul ending, the arc, that whole arc yeah. is great. Great. It just kind of sags when it. And so I'm, I'm glad that we're getting this new antagonist. He seems to have a cool angle. Um, and just. Even even less so than like being specifically excited about this guy. I'm excited about just My Hero Academia getting back on track. Yeah, telling an actual story. I mean, we did have like some development with you know Dick's powers and such, but it took forever to get there. Yeah, and it, that could be hit or miss. Yeah, um, as we went as over far last as, episode. Yeah, he's just got. I mean, this is basically just his, uh, like we said, his get out of jail free card. Or it could be. Hopefully it isn't. 
But I think that's the main stuff we wanted to talk about this month, unless you guys have anything else in mind. I think we... No, that pretty much wraps it yeah. up, I think. Yeah, I think we need, uh, we covered a lot. Uh, join us next month as we talk about Sandland by Akira Toriyama, favorite of ours, the creator, none of us have read the comic. Um, nope. And, yeah, we'll talk to you or talk at you in April. <laughs>